Hello and thank you for joining me in today's podcast. Um, This is Modesty Christian Girls Club and I'm so excited that you've tuned in today. Hallelujah. Um, We're continuing our series of the Ten Commandments. Now I know that this may not be um, very popular um, as a topic or very popular, um, you know, and exciting and all that, but it is important that we understand and grasp the foundations of Christianity, the foundations of our faith. And when you talk about foundation, you cannot rule out the Ten Commandments. It's so important because these are lessons or principles that God gave to Moses right there on the mountain when he was trying to establish governmental authority and principles by which people should live by. So I really know and I I, I feel every time I go into study or read, um, um, you know, the scripture, I really know that God would like us or want us to have these principles, to understand them, um, because these are the basics or the crux of godly living in any society. Praise the Lord. So, we dealt with last time, um, you know, um, from Exodus chapter 20, uh, the first commandment, there should be no other God. Like there is no contest. There should be nothing else that takes preeminence or takes the pride of place in your life, whether it be husband, whether it be wife, whether it be friends, whether it be football, whether it be food, whether it be, you know, you must have only one God, only one God, just the one. And that God is who we are talking about today. So I will move on straight into um, the the second commandment. And we go to our key scripture as usual, which is Exodus chapter 20. Um, this time we're reading from verse, uh, from verse 2. Hallelujah. Uh, let's have a look. Exodus chapter 20. We're reading from verse 4, please. Um, But before we go into that, let's just pray. Father, thank you. It's another opportunity to study and to go into your word. We appreciate your grace and your mercy upon us. Father, we pray that our eyes of understanding be opened, our hearts, O God, be enlightened in the name of Jesus. Help us, O God, in Jesus' name. Amen. So Exodus chapter 20 from verse 4, 4 to 6. Exodus chapter 20 from verse 4 to 6. And it says, Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow down yourself to them nor serve them. For I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the, genera- upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me. Verse 6, and showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments. 
Hallelujah. Praise God forevermore. So we'll just look at it slowly. Um, we'll delve into it um, um, in depth so that we can understand what God is saying here. It's really, really, really important that we grasp this principle that God is saying. It says, listen, don't carve any image. And do not allow that if at all anything is carved, it should not have any likeness of anything that exists. Shouldn't have the likeness of anything in heaven, on the earth, underneath the earth, or on the earth. So God has stated here that you should not design or create any graven image. Now I went to the dictionary to find out um, when it says graven image, what it means. And I'll read out the dictionary definition uh, of graven image. It says a graven image is a carved idol or representation of a God used as an object of worship. A carved idol or representation of a God used as an object of worship. God hates those things. He says, don't do it. Do not carve an image. Do not bow to that carved image. Neither should you worship that image. So there's two things, well, three things. Do not carve an image, one. Two, do not bow to that image. Three, do not worship that image. And, you know, we see it over and over again, where you have churches that have carved images and they tell you, oh no, we don't worship them. But the minute they step into church, they bow to that image. You, whoever is doing this, is acting in contradistinction to God's word. And it is not to judge or to uh, put anyone under pressure, but I just need you to see what God has said in his word. Three things he said. Do not carve an image, do not bow to that image, and do not worship that image. So saying that, oh, we're not worshiping. Uh, when we bow, we know what he said, don't bow to it. And he tells you the implication of doing such things. So if we run back to verse 5, um, yeah, verse 5, it says, so verse 5 of uh, Exodus chapter 20 says, You should not, say, thou shalt not bow thyself to them, nor serve them. So don't bow to them. Don't serve them. He says, for I, the Lord thy God, uh, uh, I'm a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me. So it means that when you bow to a graven image, when you serve a graven image, in God's eye, you hate him. So it's, it's like a, 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 a formula. So bow down, worship. So create the image, bow down, worship equals hate of God. 
And God doesn't like those things. And he says, because he is um, a jealous God, he visits the resultant damage of bowing down and worshipping this graven image. He visits the resultant damage to up to the third and the fourth generation of a family line. And, and this is not his intention. He doesn't want to do it. But because those things that are being done is interpreted to mean that you hate God or the person that's doing it hates God, then this is what then happens. There is resultant damage. And generation upon generation picks up that damage, unfortunately. And I can tell you that there are spirit beings that are assigned and that's their job to make sure that generation after generation are feeling the effect of such actions. So you see saying, you know, you see saying, saying, uh, families going through so many things over and over again, you see saying families, you know, for example, male you know the the male children in that family you know someone dies every you know when they get to 30 or when they get sometimes those things are indications or resultant damage uh, because generations before have acted in this way that god has says has said not to do so Thou shalt not create, carve any graven image. Thou shalt not, or you should not bow to the graven image. Neither should you worship or serve those image. You know, we are still finding people entangled in things like this. Now I'm saying this because if you are involved in such things you need to stop if you didn't know now you know okay and it's important that we don't just throw away there is no letter of the word that falls short not a single dot will fall short that's what jesus was saying because he was telling his the the, the pharisees and said, he said do not think that i've come to uh, do away with the law. He says, no, I have actually come to fulfill the law. So I want you to know this, you know, the second commandment is really, really important. Every time, and I, I say this to, um, you know, orthodox, orthodox uh, Christians, and I'm not pushing, you know, I'm not trying to, to uh, create any storm, but I mean, for example, you know, I, 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 I grew up in Church of England setting, okay? I went to a Catholic boarding school. So I know exactly what I'm talking about when, you, when I'm saying Orthodox Christians, where you have carved images everywhere you turn. You have images that you use in prayer. It is in contradistinction to God's word. 
And there is no other way to say it. I'm sorry. There's no other way to, to paint it. It is in contradistinction to God's word. You have a carved image of Mary and the bow to it. It is a, con uh, well, the, that is not even her. But the fact that, you know, because you you they were in paintings. You don't know how Mary looked like or how Jesus looked like. So why design a, a, an image and say, this is Jesus, this is Mary? What happens is there are spirit beings that are involved in these things. You create an image, an, uh, an empty image and demonic entities can actually inhabit these things, these images. And God says, don't do it because carved image bowing down or serving these images is equal hate because he says it will visit the iniquity of, um, from generation to generation of them that hate me. Therefore, it can be interpreted that when you do those things, you hate God. Even though I know that genuinely many people want, are wanting to serve God. And that's why they find themselves in, 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 um, you know, in church. But sometimes the things that this, the, the churches do can make you go away from or you know um uh, be uh, uh against what god is actually doing or saying you know so the bible is saying do not create any graven image do not bow to it and do not worship or serve it hallelujah let's look at a, a scripture uh a, this is a very very clear and important um example of an image and it being created, etc. It's a long read. It's in the book of Daniel, chapter three, from verse one to the end. So it's a long read. I'll read it. It's really self-explanatory. So once I read it, um, we'll just explain a little and then we'll move on. Okay. Um, this is, you know, at the book of Daniel, um, there was a king, Nebuchadnezzar. He was the king of Babylon um, and he had acquired, he was kind of like a world ruler. So, um, I mean, this generation may not really understand it where you have one main ruler and then you have governors and provinces and all that. And then they literally ruled the world. That's, that's what it means, obviously, like in, in, um, in England. Um, um, I mean, the United Kingdom at some point was a world ruler and they had, um, you know, they, they were the empire, weren't they? Um, they had rulership over India and Africa and, uh, America and uh, all of that. So, so, so that, this is exactly what, 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 um, you know, uh, happened here where you had Nebuchadnezzar and he was like the king of the world. So to say he was king of Kings. Um, and so he was the king of other Kings. Um, so, and he felt himself to be something. Well, he really was because, um, up to the Jewish nation, he had control over them and all of that. So we read from verse, um, in chapter three from verse one and says, Neb Nebuchadnezzar, the king made an image of gold whose height was therefore was three score cubits and the breadth thereof six cubits. He set it up in the plain of Dara 
in the province of Babylon. Then Nebuchadnezzar the king went to sent to gather together the princes, the governors, and the captains, the judges, the treasurers, the counselors, the sheriffs, and all the rulers of the provinces to come to the dedication of the image which Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. So he designed this image, he created this image, and he called all his rulers and all the you know governors and, and anyone, anyone who was who to come so that he could dedicate this image that he had made. Verse 3, then the princes, the governors, the captains, the judges, the treasurers, the counselors, the sheriffs, and all the rulers of the provinces were gathered together unto the dedication of the image that Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. And they stood before the image that Nebuchadnezzar had set up then, and Herod cried aloud, to you it is commanded, O people, nations, and languages, that at what time ye hear the sound of the cornet, the flute, the harp, uh, sackforth, psaltery, dulcimer, and all kinds of music, ye fall down and worship the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king has set up. And whoso followeth and... And whoso verse 6 and whoso falleth not down and worship and worship shall the same hour be cast into the midst of a burning fiery furnace therefore at that time when all the people heard the sound of the cornet the flute the harp sackcloth um sultry and all kinds of music all the people, the nations, and languages fell down and worshipped the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. So he had designed this image. I imagine, obviously, that image is of him. You find, obviously, in certain nations, you know, um, there's been, um, you know, a great ruler or someone who they respect. They designed this image, you know. And um, sometimes it's inevitable that these images are made but the important thing is that you do not bow to that image, nor do you worship that image. But this was different. Nebuchadnezzar said everyone must worship or bow down to this image that he had created. And um, he had said that anyone that doesn't bow to this image will be thrown into a fiery burning furnace. So a furnace just burning with fire. So... Um, if you imagine um, a big furnace, like an oven, you know, but a fire oven. So you can literally see the flames burning. And it says, anyone that does not bow to this image that he had created will be thrown into that furnace. So I can imagine that there'll be people for the sake of their lives will just bow down because they, you know, they just want to avoid any problems. Um Okay, verse 8. Whereof at that time certain uh, Chaldeans came there and accused the Jews. The Jews are the Israelites. The Jews are God's God's people. Verse 9. They spoke and said to King Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever. Thou, O king, hast made a decree that every man that shall hear the sound of the cornet, the flute, uh, bury, 
sathod, psaltery, and dulcimer, and all kinds of music shall fall down and worship the golden image. I mean, if it was in these times, the the music you'd probably be hearing the keyboard, uh, the drums, the the conga, um, the guitar, you know, uh, but the you know um, all kinds of music. Okay, and whoso falleth not down and worshipeth that he should be cast into the midst of a fiery, of a burning fiery furnace. There are certain Jews whom thou hast set over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, O king, have not regarded thee. They serve not thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar, in his rage and fury, commanded to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So these were three Hebrew young men that refused to bow down to this image. Why? Because God has said it's the it's part of the Ten Commandments. You, you must not bow down to any graven image. And this were the Jews that lived in Babylon at the time, uh, some of them, um, you know, and these were, you know, the rulers, remember that these were, uh, the rulers that he had gathered together and the, the, you know, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego decided they're not going to bow down. You know, they've been trained. They've been brought up that you do not bow down to any graven image. You do not serve this image. And so they blatantly refused to do it, even though they knew the consequences of that action. Um, Let's, let's, uh, we might just cut the short, right? Okay. Let's go on. Verse 14. Nebuchadnezzar spake and said unto them. So after he brought them and said unto them, he says, um, uh, and it says, uh, Nebuchadnezzar spake and said unto them, is it true? O Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, uh, I'll read that again. Uh, Verse 14, Nebuchadnezzar spake and said unto them, Is it true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, do not ye serve my gods, nor worship the golden image which I have set up? Now, if ye be ready, that at what time ye hear the sound of the cornet, the flute, hurry, sackcloth, sultry, and dulcimer, and all kinds of music, ye fall down and worship the image which I have made, then fine or well but if you worship not ye shall be cast into the same hour into the midst of a burning fire furnace and who is that god that shall deliver you out of my hands shadrach meshach and abednego answered and said to the king nebuchadnezzar uh we are not careful to answer you in this matter so in other words we're not i mean there's no um there's no con contrast here um verse 17 if it be so our god whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace and he will deliver us out out of thine hand O king but if not so if even if god doesn't he be it known unto thee O king that ye will not that we will not serve your gods nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Then was Nebuchadnezzar full of fury and form. His visage was charged against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Therefore he spake and commanded that they should heat the furnace seven times more than it was 
to be heated. So he made it even hotter for them. And he commanded the most mighty men that were in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and to cast them into the burning fiery furnace. Then these men were bound in their coats, their their hose and their hats and and their other garments and were cast into the midst of the burning fire furnace therefore because the king's command was urgent and the furnace and the furnace exceeding hot the flame of the fire slew those men that took up Shadrach Meshach and Abednego so they did it in a hurry, so they didn't take any um, any fire precautions, any health and safety precautions. They just gathered Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego together with their clothes, which obviously will will be the first things to burn, and they threw them into the fire. Uh, verse 24, Nebuchadnezzar, oh, hang on, verse uh, 22. Therefore, because the king's commandment was urgent and the furnace exceeding, exceedingly hot the flame of the fire slew those men that took up Shadrach Meshach and Abednego so the strong the strongest men from Nebuchadnezzar's army were burnt just by throwing Shadrach Meshach and Abednego into this furnace verse 23 and these three men Shadrach Meshach and Abednego fell down bound into the midst of the burning fiery furnace then Nebuchadnezzar the king was astonished and rose up in haste and spake and said unto the counselors did not we cast three men bound into the midst of the fire they answered and said unto the king yes O king or true O king i'm reading king james okay king james version of the bible uh verse 25 he answered and said lo i see four men lose walking in the midst of the fire and they have no hurt and the form of the fourth is like the son of god then nebuchadnezzar came near to the mouth of the burning furnace and spake and said Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego ye servants of the most high God come forth and come hither then Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego came forth out of the mist of the fire and the princes the governors the captains and the king's counselors being gathered together saw these men upon whose bodies the fire had not power nor was and hair of their head singed neither were their coats changed nor the smell of fire had passed on them so they were not even smelling smoke i think i'll stop there for now so this is a prime example of a graven image now this king you know he was full of power and authority he had become the uh, empire if i can put it that way he was the ruler of rulers he was the king of kings he had several nations under him and he you know he was puffed up and he made this uh image and he said everyone he called his counselors his leaders he said everyone must bow um, to this image that he had created and i can imagine whose face will be on that image is obviously going to be him um <laughs> and then um, the the you know and and they said once the music starts you must bow down to this image that the king it's a decree of the king and in those days it's not now where you can you know adjudicate and 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 uh, and uh, try and temper justice with mercy and all of that you know when the king says something 
that is what happens, you know. And he said, you must bow down to this image. Otherwise, you'll be cast or thrown into the fiery furnace. And these three Hebrew or Jewish children refused to do so. And there were other Jews, I can imagine. But they wanted to make these three, uh, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, uh, examples you know, and so, you know, they told the, uh, the king, there's some of these Jews that are not doing this. Even the, your rulers, for example, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And the king said, bring them here. And they brought them. And the king says, right, I'm going to give you a chance to do what I've said, according to my degree. The music is going to go on. And when it goes on, you must bow to this image. And if you do not bow to this image, you will be thrown into the fiery furnace. And these three, three bold Hebrew children, three bold young men said to the king, you know, they said, this is not a matter that we'll even consider. We have no answer for you uh, because it's really clear. Uh, I can imagine in their brain and in their mindset, they're going back to the Ten Commandments. You must not bow to any image. This is an image before us. We can't do it. And so they told the, 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 the king, listen, we can't do it. It's according to our culture. We are not allowed to bow to any graven image, neither to worship it. So we're not, we have no answer for you in this matter. You know, when it comes to this, our God takes preeminence and he will save us. But if he doesn't, then so be it. But we will not bow down to this image. And the king was so angry because they had the effrontery to speak to him like that or to tell him that they're not going to do as he has said it, you know. Now, I, I, I can go into the symbolism of this, you know. Nebuchadnezzar can be seen or can be uh, epitomized as Satan. You know, Satan is a god of this world. He's created all kinds of images, all kinds of grieving images, and he's asking you to bow to it. Society and the the non and the things that go on in society now. There's so many gods, so many graven images, so many things that Satan has created, and he's asking you to bow to it. You know, but you can be like the. Uh, the three Hebrew children, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they were young men. They were practically teenagers when they got to Babylon, you know. So they were young, young men. And they said, we're not going to bow to you. Our God will save us. Even if he doesn't save us, we will still not bow to you. And they were thrown into the furnace. We read it and how God delivered them. Because Nebuchadnezzar, you can imagine that it was perhaps a, a glass furnace because they could see. You know, you could see them in the furnace and um, nothing burns. Their clothes was not burnt. They, they, they were not burnt. And when they came out, they were not even smelling smoke. Hallelujah. How awesome is God. So thou should not bow. You should not bow down to any graving image. You should not worship it. You should not. Because there were great consequences of this. I can tell you this now because we've read it. There are consequences of this and you do not want to, to incur the wrath of God. Yes, God is loving. Yes, God is kind. Yes, he is, he's, he's awesome. But there is a side of God, which is a God of justice, which is a God, um, uh, he's a jealous God. And he's telling you, he, he is jealous. He says, don't do it. If you do it, it will be interpreted to mean that you hate me and therefore 
there will be consequences. It's that simple. Praise God. I'm going to stop here. There's so much to say. Um, and so I think we'll, we'll run another, um, another, uh, uh, another episode of, uh, of these commandments i think that's what that that's just going to be the best thing to do rather than rushing it all so thank you very much for joining me in today's podcast please share with friends share with family share with people so that the foundations of our faith are built up back again so that we can be the people that god wants us to be god bless you and i'll see you next time bye